1: And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin, with me as always is my brother Travis, and today we're jumping all the way back to 2004, and we're going to cover an album by a little band called Ambulance LTD called LP. So... Taking a little break from the 2010s to revisit an album that I hold very dear to my heart, dude. This song was on heavy repeat in 04, 05. We were sophomores, juniors in high school. This was it for me, dude. I was all over this album. Yeah, this is one of those records that like there's just something about these songs that like made it stand out, you know. Like, it, it it, feels like a gym. Like, it feels like this is a record that we're going to be... Well, by gym, I mean, like, a hidden gym, right? Yeah. Like, it feels like this is going to be... And maybe I'm wrong, but, like, I, I feel like this is going to be an introduction for a lot of people tuning in. I hope so. I don't think I've ever ran across anybody who's familiar with this group. Not that I... It's not like I'm talking about them all the time, but, like, <laughs> right. you know, I've name-dropped them. Well, they were very... They were a very short-lived band, and I'm, I was looking into this today. So, um... The, the main guy behind the band, and he's actually not even a founding member, his name's Marcus Congleton, and he joined the group, which was actually founded by two dudes, Michael and David. I'm not not even messing with the last names today, dude. Um, they founded the group back in 2000 and Marcus joined and continued on with the name of the band and the ideas, like, I guess the sound that they started with completely different members. So Michael and David were just like, uh, we're out. I don't know. Like, I don't know what the circumstances are, but they left and they're like, you can have the name. We don't care. (laughs) Hmm. Which is interesting. So Marcus continues on the band, brings in new members, and then they released a couple tiny EPs, then dropped this debut album, which is called LP, in 2004. Not shortly after that, the rest of the members left. And he was once again all by himself. Hmm. So... Made it very hard for him to to continue to to write and release music the way he was hoping to in Ambulance LTD. So that's a quick and dirty rundown um, of possibly why they didn't last as long as as they could have. Because, yeah, there is something about this album. And honestly, so let's just get this out there right right now, dude. This one we're pulling out of our ass. You know, it's been a while since we've done that. But, I mean, well, you know, Q, we got a lot... We got a lot going on in our personal lives right now, Q. We do. Somebody is going to be a daddy. Oh, dude, we're, is this how we're dropping it? Sure. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm going to be a daddy. Quentin uh, sent me a little, um, what is it called, the picture of your baby sonogram, sonogram, Jeff. Q. Q. <laughs> sent me a sonogram the other day. It said, check this out. And it was, you know what? It was a little more ceremonious than that. It was know? sure. <laughs> but anyway, yes, the news is out. We've we've shared it with the rest of the family. We're super excited, dude. And I'm on track to finish school by May if I bust ass because I'm I'm at a, a college that is um, you know take it at your own pace, uh, competency based. So I make my own schedule, and I'm like, well, I'm going to finish it in May, and that that'll give me a few months of time between school. And <laughs> I also got a job. Are we just sharing all this with our with our pod fam, Trev? <laughs> Just so much stuff going on. Yeah. So I got a job that's waiting for me when I graduate. Yeah, dude. It's like the cards, you know, you just got a nice deck. What do they call it? Did, did I say that? You just got dealt a nice hand. There you go. There we go. Yep. It feels good, dude. Haven't haven't been dealt a nice hand in a while, so yeah, dude. Well, on my front, I'm uh getting prepared for a nice lengthy road trip. That's right that happens next week so we'll see about what what uh, next week's show is going to look like but um uh well i guess i'll be i'll be in arizona when this episode drops but anyway one thing that that every music lover has to do when they prepare for a long road trip is is get that playlist in order you know so that's what i've been doing nice you know you got to you got to get that curated playlist for the road you know what you should do is hit shuffle on our old Whatcha heard playlist it's not a bad idea huh So last week, we we had our first What You Heard episode of the year. That's an episode that we do once a month where we bring music to the table, just songs we've been listening to in between recordings. And we have a massive What You Heard playlist with every single song that we've we've played on this podcast as a What You Heard. I mean, I don't even know how many hours, dude, this uh, playlist is clocking in at right now. But 19 hours, man. Uh, Nearly 20 hours, actually. Of music, dude. That's about the length of of uh, driving that I'll be doing. There you go. At least one one way. So,
2: give it a shuffle.
1: There you go. So yeah, you can you can find that playlist on Spotify. So anyway, needless to say, you know, like you said, Q, we're 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 pulling this pulling this out of our asses, we like to say sometimes, but that doesn't mean the tunes won't be a plenty. That's right. And and the uh, yeah, who who cares what we have to say or how prepared we are? We're here to listen to music, you know. Totally, so um you know i I seem to remember, and it may have been pitchfork, so you know, take this with a grain of salt because pitchfork back in the early os were pretty brutal, I feel like, but I don't remember this album getting too much love. I'm surprised it even made it on the radar of pitchfork, honestly, yeah, yeah, well, we all heard the clip coming in our intro was uh one of the singles on the album, it's called um primitive parentheses, the way I treat you that had like a, I don't know, man, how, how would you describe that, that intro like riff, you know, and, and the little jangly piano bit, like how, how would you describe their sound? Because that was, that was one of the, one of the, one of the criticisms was that they're kind of all over the place. Yeah. I mean, I can, you know, like this was around the time that the quiet is the new loud kind of folk indie bands you know where they where they where they crank the distortion down yeah and so like this i feel like they they kind of fall into that vein of like those more light indie rock bands if you will yeah you could throw them in the mix with like peter bjorn and john at Ponpier. yeah that's where i've always grouped them like in my mind but like as far as that song that played us in like it's almost got like a I don't know, dude. Like that little piano, that little jingly, jingly piano has got kind of like a, like a um, how did they describe just indie rock as well? Okay, well here's how they describe them themselves. And now I'm pulling everything from Wikipedia today. Okay, says so, so here the band has said that their niche is not sticking to any particular niche. Okay, I mean, and and that they do not want to be stuck in any subgenre of rock. That's I fine. Think that's a bit of a cop out me but yeah but see what because cause what i was gonna say is like you know a lot of bands f- for their first ep lp or whatever you know it might take a a group a couple of tries to figure out their sound that to yeah. me is what's happening with these guys and maybe they just never they never got to um to really iron it all out and, and figure it out you know what i mean no they didn't they, they, marcus couldn't keep the the bands together right right he lost members Immediately, the the founding members of the band were like, sorry, we're out. And then right after this LP comes out, other members of the band that he, when he regrouped with new members, also left. So these guys were just weren't even, uh, you know, it didn't even get off the ground, really. Right, exactly. Now, before we play our first song, and I know we're kind of all over the place today, but I thought this was funny, dude. And I don't know where this, let's see, the, okay, I think this is coming from... NME, you know, sometimes it's hard to tell what lines are coming from where in Wikipedia, but it says here, the band mixes the genres of dream pop, nope, indie rock, sure, and the British shoegaze movement of the late 80s and 90s. No, sir. Yeah, I I don't know where that came from. Neither flavor of shoegaze. No. Not dream pop, not proper shoegaze. I'm not hearing a lick of that with this album. I I agree with that. Yeah, Yeah, I, I, I don't hear it. Not at all. I mean, really? I mean, is there at least like is there one song maybe where it kind of flirts with shoegaze? Because other than that, like maybe I've got one in mind that that maybe we could say. His that. voice isn't isn't shoegazy. No, it's we, not know, dream it, we, we know we know a thing or two about shoegaze. Q. That's, that, that's a that's a term you're gonna hear every week, on this <laughs> every podcast week. Yeah, we can't we can't escape it. All right, well let's let's jump into the, to to some picks. I'm playing. My favorites from the record that are not singles. And, I mean, let's just point out again, dude. This album was very special to me in my uh, my high school years. Um, got me through a breakup, dude. Got me through a breakup. I was playing it on the heavy shortly after, I think, my 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 second proper girlfriend, dude. And by proper, I mean lasting more than, like, a week. Dumped me, man, for another dude. That happens to the best of us, Q. <laughs> Especially in high school uh and yeah and I, I found solace in this record so all right here we go we're gonna jump to track five this song is called Aphilia <laughs> that's the song that i always remember that i always think back to yeah whenever i think about this band like that's the song that i hear in my head i love that song man that here's the thing like these guys are solid man as far as like uh mu- musically everything about it is like is 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 pretty damn perfect right as far as like uh just how how these guys sound together when they make music so it's unfortunate that they they bailed it's a yeah it's a damn shame cuz they had a good a good thing going you know it did. And it makes you wonder why they left, you know? Like, maybe Marcus is, is hard to work with. Yeah, maybe the guy's an asshole, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very possible. But yeah, it is a bummer because they've got a, a really great sound. And he was apparently working uh, with John Kale, who was one of the founding members of the Velvet Underground, for their next record in 07. So three years later, in Los Angeles, writing new material, none of which has officially surfaced. Hmm. And then the band kind of dissolved. So um yeah, man. The, the one thing that, that I love about this record, just killer killer riffs, man. Yeah. Song after song. Really cool guitar lines. Yeah, I was trying to think of like who what, what it reminds me of, and and like I was thinking maybe some of Coldplay's first record. Yeah, sure. Uh Parachute. Yeah, I can see that. Parachutes, right? As far as like the really clean guitar style but like that open chord kind of like uh riff right yeah yeah that's good dude i was trying to th- i was trying to find more bands to to kind of group them in and you know i don't know why we always try to do that right it's not not always necessary but it you helps what, dude we're humans humans like to group things together you know and and you're right dude yeah definitely that's that's the same um i guess coldplay came around a little bit before this time right parachutes came out in 2000 okay yeah so, right, yeah, all around the same time, um Quiet is the New Loud. And I think this record is, what I like about this record is it's not all quiet. Let's go back to that that quote from um, Erland Oya from Kings of Convenience when he was explaining that Quiet is the New Loud, which is the name of of their debut album, Kings of Convenience. Yeah. I think he said something along the lines of like, when like the, the quietest parts of a song or the parts that you want to pay attention to the most right or something like that yeah but what i like about this record is there are some more a little bit heavier or more lively songs it's not all quiet yeah i mean that that's that's one of those songs that that to me has just been always been there right yeah like in my my rotation as far as like songs that i always go back to right yeah it's a great great track now, speaking of changing things up a bit, I think they do it in a really great way, and we'll, we'll see what I'm talking about here with this next track we're going to pick. You know, if, if, they're, if they're trying to uh, not get pulled into one sound, like like what they were saying, their niche is not sticking to any p- particular niche, I think they do it in a really good way on this record. All right, so we're going to jump down. The, I think this one might be my favorite. This is track seven. This song is called Sugar Pill mm-hmm. I thought of Kill the Moonlight era Spoon on this one. Yeah, dude. That was the first time that, that, uh, you know, that they really leaned into the piano, right? That Brit Daniel leaned into that piano, right? Because, like, he was... Remember, as we kind of covered when we talked about all the Spoon records, like, they were sort of, like, burnt by the studio the last time around and, like, were just tired of making rock, you know, and, like didn't want to have to follow the the prescribed like path of a rock band, right? formula. Yeah. They're like, "Fuck it, man." And you know what, dude? That this just made me think of um Radiohead and Tom York's, you know, getting burnt out on on the whole rock and roll like star kind of thing. And and they transitioned from a rock band to super experimental like electronic stuff. Same same kind of deal. Oh, yeah. And Kill the Moonlight is the first record of theirs where they started um kind of working with loops you know or like um not all just analog instruments same here man this is you know the song comes out of nowhere with um on it i mean it's it's hard to tell if this is all just real instruments or if there is like a loop drum beat going on or a loop um like that that one note the sound that kicks off the song is very prevalent in the background and it doesn't go throughout the whole song, but it's always there throughout that first verse and it picks back up in the second one. Yeah, that's interesting. It? I love that. I mean, it sounds like a note from like the bass or something like that, but it's like looped, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I've dude, I've always loved this song. Actually, you know what would be fun, dude? Since we're we're gonna be running light on this episode. And we did this with the Beach House episode that we did. You want to hear something really fun, dude? Listen to this demo version of Sugar Pell. It came out on an EP called New English. Um, that actually that this this EP was released after LP uh, in 06 and they just dropped a couple demo versions of their early stuff in it. Check this out, dude. I think that's more proof of, of of just how how these guys were were really trying to figure out what what they wanted to sound like, right? I'm curious when this demo version came out. You know, I mean that yeah, that's a very different different, but I mean it's kind of a toss up for me which one I like more. I mean the LP one is fantastic. The one that they went with on the LP sounds like the rest of the album so like it's that it makes sense more right? mellowed out i yeah. wonder if the uh producer of the record had anything to do with that you know what i mean mm-hmm. you always have to wonder about that but he, he may have helped them like just kind of polish the sound to kind of make it more cohesive yeah but yeah heavy on the distortion with that it's the guitar that's front and center both great and i mean really ambulance ltd is marcus congleton It was really just him and a backing band in a way. I mean, even with this record, because they didn't stick around for very long. But he did kind of bring the band name, I guess, back into play in 2008. He legally acquired ownership of the band name in 2007. So he technically didn't even have legal ownership of that band name, even though those two dudes back in the early O's were just like, that's fine. You can keep making music under this name. Uh, He went on in 2008 and hired a backing band and started touring again as as Ambulance LTD. So this has been his baby basically since the beginning. And uh, to add more bad luck for this dude, the record label that he was on, it's called TVT Records, filed for bankruptcy around 2008, which prevented Ambulance LTD from releasing new material. (laughs) Uh, It says here, TVT also attempted to sell artists back catalogs, resulting in Congleton, along with label mates, the Polyphonic Spree, to file a lawsuit against the label and its parent company, Universal Music Group, in 2008. So that sucks, dude. They, that record label sounds like they were trying to, to pull a fast one on him, play dirty, and prevented him from releasing new material. Good lordy, man. Yeah, that's terrible. But, you know, at least we have this gem of an album. And I've got one more song to play. And this one I always forget about, which is... this. Okay, let me say, there's one thing about this album that's fantastic. I'm going to say the majority of the songs are, are great on the record. But the way it flows, I'll get three quarters of the way through the record. And then another song plays that I just love. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I still haven't heard this awesome song. And that's this one, dude. This is track nine. The song is called Stay Tuned. So yeah, it's hard to say like how much of the the actual music you give full credit to Congleton for, right? Because I mean, yes, he's the primary songwriter, but was he a uh, a Casablancas, right? Because remember, for the first Strokes record, you know, apparently Casablancas wrote most of the instrument stuff too, right? I'm gonna say yes, dude, and here's why. So why doesn't this guy just make music by himself, right? What was the the draw to like? the name and, and having the band. Like like I know he was like permitted from releasing music. Well, I mean they they sold like a hundred thousand copies of this record. So he, you know, he, he probably just didn't want to start over as far as like trying to attach, you know, bring fans of Ambulance LTD along to a new act. So he just he just stuck with the name. But it is absolutely all him, dude. He's actually in another band Um, I'm not sure if they're still making music, but he has since started a new band called drug cabin. We're going to outro us out with one of their songs, dude. If, if you've been just itching for more ambulance LTD, just play, play a drug cabin song. I just found out about him today and it's, it's him dude. It's straight up. It's ambulance LTD. Okay. Yeah, cool. It's great. So a song filled with, with more killer riffs, dude really really catchy guitar i love their their melodies man yeah this one's got a little bit more of a um proper rock flair to it you know with that riff totally yeah but i love dude i'm just going to play it again man the just the the opening bit of this song pay attention to both the guitars man cuz like i really love how how the two guitars basically create the main riff of the song but there's two guitars working here love that guitar the strumming in the background right yeah even the strumming is great yeah you're right it's so cool dude anyways this is one of those records for me that i'll always bust out at least once a year and and play through you know yeah totally and i feel like this is kind of a good transition to where we're going next and dude we're wrapping up man short and sweet that's all i got for this one but yeah i think we're gonna we're gonna venture into 90s Alt... No, I don't know. Not Alt-Rock. Not Alt-Rock. Because I learned uh, recently when I read that book on Sonic Youth by David Brown, Alt-Rock was the name that they were throwing on grunge before they had a name for grunge. But we're going to dive into some of the more like easy listening kind of 90s stuff. Um, Think REM, think... I mean, yeah, honestly, I would have called them Alt-Rock. Very different from grunge, but call it maybe college radio rock maybe we should call it that let's call it college radio rock we're going to dip our toes in the 80s too because we're going to cover you know both sides of this band i guess so we're talking about i mean we we've, we've hinted at this before but we're we're going to play some music from a band called Miracle Legion and then we're also going to play some music from a band called Polaris and then we'll talk about how you know it's kind of, it's essentially the same band right but um the, the record that we're covering from Miracle Legion, it's called The Backyard, came out in 1984, Q. So, uh, you, you know, just like REM, right? Started in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, college rock, maybe. College alt rock. So, yeah, well, maybe we'll dive into that, Q, because cause I, haven't, I haven't heard this... Uh, this uh knowledge that 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 you picked up by reading a book, I mean who knew that you could <laughs> you know you could pick up some some knowledge from a book but yeah it was it was right before grunge i guess exploded and before the term was was coined, so yeah i guess we'll look we'll look into it maybe maybe that was such a large umbrella that all these bands kind of fell into it, and i wanna s i wanna hang out in this era dude, mid eighties through the nineties. Maybe we should do another REM record. Oh, dude, all day, all day, I'll do that. Yeah, because I would love to do Murmur. I, I say we do Murmur. That's their first record. And Miracle Legion is is great because you can definitely hear the influence that maybe not they had directly, but this style of music from from the mid '80s to '90s had a big influence on bands like Real Estate. Yeah, and uh, you know all those bands from that dream pop resurgence of the 2010s totally we're gonna dig into it we're gonna get to the bottom of it try to trace the origins of that sound and who knows what we'll do um after that man but that is the plan i'm excited i can't wait to to dive into miracle Legion. yeah and you know reminisce about our our love of nickelodeon and we'll dive we'll dive into all that next week that's the other side of this yeah dude i just want to the, yeah, we'll save it for the, the next episode. But yeah, the fact that a show like Pete and Pete can exist where they literally commissioned a, a rock band to make the uh, theme song and to appear in episodes and stuff. Not only the theme song, but music throughout the entire series run is just like amazing. Super right? cool. Yeah. Man. yeah. All right. Well, that's going to be awesome, dude. I... I I know we say this all the time, but like we have been talking about doing a Polaris episode since the inception of the podcast. So I'm surprised it took us this long, but but here we are, dude. The time has come. Next week we're gonna we're gonna cover them. If you were a kid in the '90s like we were, odds are that that um, that you have an affinity and like a nostalgia for the Nickelodeon uh, era of um, like kids' entertainment. It's the Orange Years, dude. Like pre SpongeBob Nickelodeon, right? Yep. We'll put that put that caveat out there. Um. Yeah. There's just something about it, man. Well, dude. Before we wrap up, I, I got a question for you. Have you enjoyed that cup of lavender chamomile yet? Yeah. It was. It's good, man. Solid. Of course it is, dude. We're talking about Tiesta tea again here. Uh. Travis promised me that he was gonna finally brew a cup of their lavender chamomile, which is one of my favorites of theirs, and. Surprise, surprise. It's just as delicious as all the other teas of theirs that we've tried so far. And right now you can get 15% off your purchase at TSTT.com with the promo code NOFILLER. Punch that in at checkout and just get yourself some tasty loose leaf tea. Give it a go. If you're like, you know what? Historically, I'm a coffee drinker. I've always wanted to try some tea. This is the tea to try for the first time. If you're going to venture out into tea, tea is the way to go for sure, man. It is no Lipton's, tell you that much. Yeah, this is not that, right? So if you're like, eh, I don't like tea, you got to give Tiesta a shot. This is real ingredients, dude. Dude, I, I still can't get over the the nutty almond cream. I still can't get over it. It's something else, dude. Like yeah. there's bits of almond in it, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it, you just brew and the, the oils from the almond just get extracted into the the tea and just, it's just the most subtle- almond flavor there's apple chunks in it mm-hmm. come on cinnamon mm. yeah it's like a delightful cinnamon apple muffin yeah so you know hey we never ask you for nothing <laughs> so here we are asking you to go to com. use promo code nofiller15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order thank you that's to a bold tea for a bold you all right so, like we said, next week, mm, we'll see what happens. We might throw a, a you know, thriller rewind out there. Oh, that's right. You're going to be out of town. So, if we just got you real excited about the <laughs> Polaris episode, you may have to wait an extra yeah. week. But that's all right. Whenever we speak again, we'll be talking about Polaris and Miracle Legion and Nickelodeon. That's going to be fun. I can't wait. So, next week, it'll be a rewind episode. So, We'll pull something out of the, the back catalog. Hopefully, it's an episode you haven't tuned into yet, um, but it'll be along the same vein. It might be the REM episode that we did. Um, that that would make total sense, wouldn't it? So <laughs> It'll probably be REM. We, we covered um, Life's Rich Pageant. So yeah, that'll be that next week, and then we'll be coming back at you with Polaris. So yeah, we're going to outro us out with, again, uh, one of... Uh, Marcus Congleton's new bands. It's called Drug Cabin. Like I said, if if you liked the tunes we brought from, from LP, from Ambulance LTD today, give Drug Cabin a listen. There's more of that just smooth vibe. And, and this song name jumped out at me, so we're going to play it. This is an album of theirs called Wiggle Room that came out in 2015. The song's called Steely Dad. Oh, okay. You got my uh, interest. And uh, hop on over to the Pantheon podcast network at pantheonpodcasts.com check out all the other great podcasts that are in our network all music centered all great pantheonpodcasts.com and as always thank you to akg for sponsoring the show and until next time thank you as always for listening my name is quentin my name is travis y'all take care